The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show with your hosts, Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Join us as we discuss markets, bring transparency to issues within the financial services industry, and bring honest, thoughtful analysis every week. Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis, that guy over there. He is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. As always, if you have a question and or comment, you can call us. The number is 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Good morning, Mr. Finelli. How was the Easter egg hunt last weekend? Pretty great. I had an Easter miracle. Part of the family got sick and I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, eat yourself into a comatose of chocolate and candy? Josh has a sweet tooth, like unlike anyone I've ever seen in my life. I so, did. I didn't even need dinner. East, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Easter must be your Christmas. All right, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. Uh, it, it, we're a little. I mean, maybe Josh is, and I'm a little bit dumbfounded, dumbfounded by the market action. Um, because the markets clearly don't believe what the Federal Reserve is telling them. And so I guess time will tell who ultimately is going to be correct. Uh, over time, markets will go up, but in the short term, it's very confusing to me. Uh, but that's why I don't try to time markets, and nor should you. So U.S. stocks as measured by the S&P 500 was up three quarters of 1% last week. Uh, so, you know, ever since the so-called banking crisis, uh, markets have marched higher. It's been very interesting. It seems to me that uh, participants in capital markets think that that is in our rear view mirror. And I think that time will tell uh, that probably we haven't seen the worst. And it's not just going to be in the banking sector. There will be under other industries that are going to uh, probably suffer with higher rates. International developed markets had a bunch of outperformance last week. They were up by one and three quarters percent. Uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk about the U.S. dollar and, uh, and the impact how that has on uh, investing, especially making sure you are globally diversified because not only do you get the diversification of owning international businesses, but you got to get a hedge against the dollar. Uh, the emerging markets were up three quarters of 1%. And I was talking with Josh before the show started. Uh, we use the uh, VWO as the symbol of the ETF that we use to get our clients emerging market exposure. The yield on that thing is now 5%. It's pretty crazy uh, to look at. And I actually looked at all the ETFs in our client portfolios, and yields are quite attractive. And so remember, when markets are down, even though some of you might not be able to still contribute to your account, all that dividend reinvestment uh, is going to help in that compounding process when markets do go higher. U.S. small cap stocks were up one and a quarter percent. We saw... A relatively significant move higher in the rate complex. Interest rates moved higher last week, which meant bond prices went lower. So if you own an intermediate or longer-term bond fund, you will notice that you lost uh, money last week in that. The aggregate bond index, which is the S&P 500 of the bond world, was down about 1% last week. Uh, the yield on a one-year treasury is 4.82%, which has come up a bit, and the yield on a 10-year is 3.52%, so the yield curve is clearly still invo in, uh, inverted. Uh, gold has been on a bit of a tear. It's interesting. Gold sort of secretly crept higher along, I guess, with Bitcoin. Um, I believe more in gold than I do in Bitcoin, which is rat poison, but I don't really like gold that much either. Gold was up 2.5% last week at 2020 an ounce, and oil was 2% higher last week at $82.45 a barrel. So the big economic news last week was uh, we got the two inflation reports for the month of March. Uh, we got the consumer price index, so inflation at the consumer level, and we got the producer price index, which is uh, inflation at the producer level or the wholesale level. Um, and what's clear is inflation is continuing to move lower in the right direction. 
Uh, and so um, it, it's very interesting. It, it was the, not only is it moving in the right direction, but the reports were the inflation rate was lower than the market was expecting. So sort of double whammy of good news, I guess. Core right in line with expectations, though. Yeah, which the idea that they break inflation up into all these different sort of components of inflation, you know, some include energy and food, some don't. It's like the idea that you're not going to include energy and food, every single person on the planet, or not every person, but a lot of people are going to eat, or most people are going to eat, uh, and most people use some form of energy. So to, to well, exclude those two is utterly ridiculous. And let me simplify it for listeners out there. Services is three quarters of what's driving inflation, and services inflation is relatively sticky. You're talking about travel spend, et cetera. That's not necessarily that rate sensitive of a component. So uh, as long as consumers still have the savings buffer that they appear to, probably not going to see a, you know, a yeah, believe, increased disinflation over the next few months, believe, especially Josh, going into the summer season. I'm booking uh, flights for vacations this summer, flights and, and hotels, uh, and it's insane how expensive it is, especially in Europe. Um, uh, so what's funny when you look at the market, the market is still holding on to the concept. And when you listen to CNBC or F Fox Business News or any of these Bloomberg, uh, all the commentators are still mostly in the camp that the Fed is going to be cutting rates sometime at the end of 2023. And almost every Fed governor on the planet is saying that's not we can't imagine a scenario where we're going to be cutting rates in 2023. Um, and, and so. Again, it's one of these things where and, – and I, I will give, I guess, market participants and, and so-called experts on market direction some uh, credit. You know, the Fed doesn't have a lot of leg to stand on in that their credibility has been uh, questioned and should be questioned, obviously, when they were talking about uh, – when inflation was clearly here, they were talking about how it was transient and, you know, they really missed the boat on that that one. And, and my take is they'll probably miss the boat on this this time in that they will probably overdo it with their rate hikes and leave uh, rates higher for longer than they probably should. Um, but – that's what I actually want them to do. I know I'm in the minority when I say that, but uh, I think that will ultimately leave the dollar in a stronger position and the U.S. economy in a stronger position and the businesses that should be doing well in this country will actually be do, doing well and it'll be, it'll make for a much uh, stronger market going forward. Um, retail sales uh, did decline in the month of March more than expected. Um, lending credence to this sort of rolling recession idea, you know, that was put out there that, you know, the recession it's not sort of hitting the, all the economy at the same time. Josh just mentioned the service sector is obviously doing well. Um, but when you look at the tech layoffs, so it, there's this sort of rolling recession where it's hitting different industries sort of in, differently. And, and I think that probably will continue very similarly to what we saw in the 91, 92 recession. Uh, that was sort of a similar event. I mean, the, the data is grinding lower slowly. I think one of the other things lost in the noise this week, Atlanta Fed puts out average hourly earnings accelerated 1% on the month uh, from February to March, 3.3. I mean, we've been talking about the wage push dynamic to inflation and, you know, the labor force participation rate is ticked up now to 62%. We're still way off where we were prior to the pandemic. And, you know, the structural retirement of 10,000 plus folks a day is going to be tough to replace uh, without, you know, mass immigration, which isn't happening either. But uh, that is another, that's going to be a driver of that services side. And it's tough, yeah, I mean, tough to see inflation getting back to that 2% target with the current dynamic. Well, exactly. What Josh is talking about, I mean, essentially is, you know, when you think about uh, what happens when the market thinks uh, that the Fed's going to you know, pause raising rates or even cut, we get this, this rally and different, and then the behavior starts where people are starting to spend money. And so until that goes away, until that mentality of people uh, thinking it's going to go back to what they think of as normal, inflation's not going away. And, and, I, and I think at this point, the Fed knows it because they see the reaction uh, of the markets and not well, only the housing market, the stock market, but the housing market. They sent out Waller, Fed Governor Waller this week to, you know, in the wake of that big rally on Thursday, they're trying to jawbone, trying to jawbone markets lower. Uh, <laughs> well, it's funny that they're, they're sending out everybody, ex-Fed governors, Steve yeah. Leishman, everybody. But so real quick, though, too, um, remember, tax day is uh, on Tuesday. And if you haven't filed your taxes, uh, you have up until that day or when you file your taxes to still contribute to your retirement plans for 2022 and your health savings accounts. So you can still make those contributions. But hopefully everybody remembers tax day is, in fact, uh, Tuesday, the 
18th. All right, if you would like to sign up for one of our e-newsletters, Josh and I did one on Friday where we talked about the dollar, what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Uh, but if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. Let us know you'd like to be added to that list, and that is the only thing we will send you. When we come back, we are going to talk about all this U.S. dollar fear-mongering that's going on out there right now and why we think it's crazy. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Hey, Duck fans, this is Don Essing to tell you your Ducks return to Onsen Stadium on Saturday, April 29th at 1 o'clock for the 2023 spring game. The team's been working hard, and we want to see you there. Bring your prepackaged food item to benefit Food for Lane County and get ready because this team is going to give you a great show with nonstop action. Bring your family and friends. We'll see you in Onsen Stadium April 29th, and remember, it never rains in Onsen Stadium. Hello, hello. This is Christy from the Cosmic Depot. I am here today to ask, why wait? Why wait to get your camping and festival gear all tuned up and ready to go? Check out your fun provision stash today and see what needs a fill up. You got incense, friend? Cosmic Depot does. Is that tapestry looking a little fraught? The Cosmic Depot has a rainbow of beautiful cotton tapestries waiting to join your party. Come on into the Cosmic Depot and spice up your spring and summer fun to come. Find a cute new frock or a signature scent, a sparkling new pendant and matching earrings. Get a mini peace flag to state your intent and put your boogie face forward, ready to greet your days when you shop at Cosmic Depot. At the Cosmic Depot, we celebrate you dancing life in your special way and embracing your tune seven days a week from 10 to 6 at 342 Northeast Clay and Bend. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Bend Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Columbia and their pop-up clearance store in Space 150 has all the necessities for spring outdoor adventures at unbelievable prices. Stock up on layers for Central Oregon spring weather and get fresh new shoes for hiking, biking, and everything in between. Shop Eddie Bauer's new collection of Guide Pro pants and shorts, sheds moisture with UPF sun protection, and lots of pockets for your outdoor adventure. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. Attorney Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters, and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. For matters in Idaho, visit CordellCordell.com, 101 South Capitol Boulevard, Suite 500, Boise, Idaho, 83702. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on YouTube or iTunes. Listen to past shows, get our bi-weekly e-news, and keep up to date on the market. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. If you would like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, your estate plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled. The number here is 
743-743-0988. Or you can always go to our website, which is what 95% of people do, uh, northwestquadrantwall.com. Send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement review. So uh, last, what day was it? Wednesday, maybe? Um, I woke up at 3 in the morning and staring at the ceiling for probably 45 minutes and said, well, I guess I'm giving up on the sleep thing. And so I went out and started watching TV. And uh, my buddy, Warren, Uncle Warren Buffett, was in Japan being interviewed by one of his many girlfriends at CNBC, Becky Quick. His only. Well, the only person he had allowed some, to interview. He had him. some other. He's never. He, let's put it this way: he's never had a man from CNBC interview him, <laughs> which you know, dirty old man. He's ninety whatever. So, uh, anyway, so he was in Japan. He, he, you know, Buffett bought a bunch of uh, trading companies in Japan, and so CNBC went there to interview him. They did a three-hour interview, uh, six to nine East Coast time. So, I watched most of it, um, and you know, Buffett is definitely getting old and slower, but he still has tons and tons of wisdom. And most of the things, or almost all the things he says, at least about financial markets, still hold true uh, today. And one of the things he said uh, that he said, you know, he said many, many times, but I, I loved hearing it because, you know, CNBC drives me nuts. They're always trying to get Buffett to make a prediction. And he's so good at being patient with them and being like, I'm not going to make a prediction. It's stupid for me to make a prediction. I, you know, unless you get, let me make a 10 year plus prediction. Uh, but he said, if you aren't willing to own a stock for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes. And so much of like the the mentality around the market and stocks in general is so short-term oriented. And the truth is you're buying a share in a business. And if you were to buy a share in a private business, you're not going to buy that without like at least a probably five to 10 year time horizon or more. Um, uh, because otherwise it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And so that's what you need to be thinking about if you're an investor. Um, so another thing that is uh, ha helping with the decline in inflation, albeit slow, is the decline in the money supply. So we've talked a lot on the show uh, that in 18 months right after COVID, the money supply, M2, so the, just merely the supply of dollar bills in the system, you know, w whether it was electronic or actual dollar bills, rose by 40% in 18 months. It was unprecedented in terms of the amount of uh, liquidity that the system was flooded. Um, so if you, they have records going back, uh, tracking money supply to 1959. And last year, uh, the money supply contracted for the first time ever by 2.5%. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's the first time that that has ever happened. I, I, I've found some data this week. It's still M2 is 3.7 trillion above the 2010 to 20 pre-pandemic growth rate. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not here to say that, you know, obviously that is a big contributor to inflation, but the fact that M2 is actually shrinking is going to help in terms of uh, the inflation situation. It's just not shrinking fast enough. Yeah, right? I mean, but if I'd... it shrank as fast as I would want it, we would the, re the recession would be much more severe. Yeah, I just don't think none of us, even those that were, you know, of our line of thinking over the last couple of years really appreciated the scale of what actually happened. Yeah, and then the, the jump that we've seen in inflation is, it's not like we're going to see deflation after this, right? So we saw a big jump in inflation, and now prices are stuck there. Now we just have to see prices stop going up. Yeah, it's just going to be disinflation. But again, the 2% target is up. Almost utterly unattainable at this point. No, 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 no. A recession. Bar barring, barring a recession that I don't think policymakers have a willingness to put us into. Uh, we'll see. We should make a $1 bet on that because a recession uh, does wonders uh, for the, a lot of the problems that ail us. Okay, so uh, we, Josh and I can't figure out what's going on um, other than we thought we'd address this because we addressed it on our e-newsletter because we're getting calls about it. So... It's it's very weird that this is happening, but there is this on both sides of the aisle, um, in in uh, whether it's MSNBC or Fox News, uh, there is this fear mongering as it relates to the U.S. dollar. So all of a sudden, there's this movement out there, just amongst Americans, that the dollar is headed for the un ultimate d demise, and that you know we're not going to be the reserve currency of the world anymore, and you know the end of the dollar, all this stuff, and and again, it's both sides of the aisle, and we can't. So there's there's this thing out there called, and maybe the, those of you that are buying into this know about this Operation Sandman. 
Uh, and I think of when I think of Sandman, I think of Metallica. But um, so it's called Operation Sandman, and it's allegedly a collaboration of a hundred plus nations in agreement to simultaneously sell off their U.S. Treasury holdings, which are dollar denominated, obviously, and that's going to be sent back to the U.S. to collapse the U.S. dollar. And so, you know, this is this is like this QAnon stuff. It's just a go circling. I, I, it makes me want to have Mark Zuckerberg assassinated for creating social media because social media is such a dangerous thing uh, because it puts so much bad information out there that people believe wholeheartedly. Um, but the idea that the U.S. dollar, I'm 47 years old, uh, is not going to be the reserve currency in the world for the rest of my life is utterly ridiculous. And, you know, you can come up with all the reasons you want to think that the U.S. dollar is not going to be the U.S. the reserve currency of the world, but they just don't hold water. I mean, what's going to take our place? The Chinese yuan? I mean, well, there's definitely this confluence of all this news. Lula, the newly elected leftist president of Brazil, former president before, you know, he made a speech at the International Development Week, this bank, or an International Development Bank this week. Uh, the Saudis are, you know, accepting trade settlement and different currencies. But remember where they're ultimately putting their money. The Saudi investment their national investment fund turns around and then buys buys equity in american businesses denominated in dollars with the proceeds of all their oil sales well everything- if you're chinese you are trying desperately to buy american and canadian and european real estate you are not but everything is priced in U.S. dollars that matters. Anything in the world that matters is priced in U.S. dollars. And the other thing that's important to remember is anytime we've had a crisis in my lifetime and going back even further, a global crisis, what happens? Everybody buys U.S. treasuries. And right? there was one three years ago, almost to the month. It was March of 2020. The pound moved eight or nine percent in a matter of hours. Lower. Against the, lower against the dollar. Every currency on earth. Everyone was desperate for dollars and treasuries because, of course, we are the jurisdiction that has the deepest, most liquid and best legal system. I mean, our competitive advantage is the system itself. And to the extent we do undermine that at at times and maybe our relative competitive advantage is eroding over time, I'll definitely concede to that. But uh, we're still the best house in the bad neighborhood. We we have to raise the debt ceiling. We can't default on the And our self-inflicted crises will be the ones that damage us more than the actions of our geopolitical competitors. Right. But but at the end of the day, when we have a crisis... Everybody buy tre- buys treasuries. The dollar rips. We are still the center of the financial universe. And while we have our problems, we're like the best house in a really bad neighborhood as it relates to the rest of the world. But we have to raise the debt ceiling. So, you know, we default on the debt. That changes the story a little bit. Uh, and, you know, hopefully these buffoons in Washington have an understanding of that. But the people in the far right and far left, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if they know how to tie their shoes. So that's a different story. All right, if you would like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment, call us 877-670-7117, or you can always email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we are going to tackle some of your emails. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. news the most traffic the most weather fm 100.1 is news talk 1110 kbnd bend at washington trust bank can't is a four-letter word i think we should hire more people to talk and wait for a meeting i'm thinking of starting my own practice can't do it too much capital we need a warehouse i can't imagine how we do that we should knock that wall down and expand can't do it there's always another wall beyond the wall. Washington Trust Bank. We believe you can do whatever you set your mind to, and we'll help you get there. Visit watrust.com to get started. Washington Trust Bank. Member FDIC. 
We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Tired of wearing the same old things? Want a new look for spring? Runway Fashion Exchange is just the ticket. Their expert buyers will pay you cash for your gently used teen and young adult fashions. And their store is full of great values on proven styles. Mix and match for a whole new look while you save a bunch of money. Runway Fashion Exchange makes getting a whole new look easy and fun. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. We love it here, and we think you will, too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but you like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Hi, this is Gabriel and Aiden from Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center. It has been fun learning about the jewelry industry from mom and dad. And we're learning a few things from you out there too, like your uncertainty about something that seems new. Lab-grown diamonds. Actually, the first lab-grown diamonds were produced in the 1950s. Then, in 1971, General Electric grew the first gem-quality diamonds. Over the last few decades, that process has been perfected and beautiful white diamonds are being grown in labs around the world. Lab diamonds are not fakes. They are real. They're grown from liquid or vapor to crystals in the lab and then cut and faceted just like natural diamonds. People will always be drawn first to the rarity, history, and allure of natural diamonds. But if you want something genuine that looks great and fits a smaller budget, you should consider GIA or IGI certified lab-grown diamonds. Come see and ask questions at Satterley Jewelry Repair and Design Center on 5th and Fur in Redmond or SatterleyJewelers.com. Falling is one of the biggest risks to the health and well-being of older adults, as every year, 36 million seniors suffer a fall. If you're concerned about falling, either for yourself or a loved one, here at Prestige Senior Living High Desert, we're holding free fall risk evaluations throughout the month of April. Our team will meet with you or a loved one and spend time going over risk factors that could exist for you to consider. To learn more, visit us online at PrestigeCare.com slash High Desert. Again, that's PrestigeCare.com slash High Desert. listening to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get honest and actionable advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows on iTunes or find us on northwestquadrantwealth.com. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli. Finelli, sorry. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant. What did I, what did I say? Sinelli? Spicoli. Spicoli. Josh Spicoli. Uh, yeah, coming out of the the uh, Volkswagen bus at Summit High School in 2008. It was a Subaru Outback, but uh, yeah. Yeah, same smoke was puffing out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, as we digress, um, as I mentioned in the last segment, we uh, we I was watching Buffett last week, and he had, did a three-hour interview, off and on interview with Becky Quick in Japan on CNBC last week. And I was reminded about all of his quips and great quotes. And so I printed some off uh, for your listening pleasure this week. Um, and this is a really good one. I don't know if Josh is going to be able to get this one. It's pretty complicated, but we'll see. He says, no matter how great the talent or efforts, some things just take time, Josh. 
You can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. <laughs> Did he really say <laughs> he that? He said that. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty good. He also said, you, you know, somebody is sitting in, in the shade and somebody is sitting in the shade because somebody planted a tree a long time ago. But I like the pregnant one, nine, nine women pregnant. Somebody wow. forgot to tell Nick Carter. Or Surprised Nick, he can Nick, still. Nick I mean, he's the only, one of the few people in finance that can still get away with saying stuff like that. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have to worry about being woke. No. But yeah, I mean, Buffett. You know, the, the genius of Buffett is obviously his temperament and his his unbelievably great ability to act very rational when everybody else is acting very irrational. And you know, as he always said, he sets up the balance sheet of Berkshire Hathaway so that no matter what happens in the U.S. economy, they would be the last ones standing. And so they're sort of like, you know, fortress. Like, I mean, they have they're more fortress like than US government because then have to worry about raising the debt ceiling at Berkshire Hathaway. And so that is uh, obviously stood the test of time and, and been a huge boon for Berkshire Hathaway investors. The one thing that I'm very worried about as it relates to Buffett is that, uh, you know, he's 93 years old and he, he, he I don't think he's going to live forever. Uh, but you know, the Buffett's of the world, um, are dying and you know, there's not a, Josh and I aren't, aren't the best replacements, but, uh, we'll try. Well, Jamie Diamond is like the Closest. Soothsayer, heir apparent, soothsayer of markets. I, I, I don't guess. know. I don't but know he's who not else, the same as Buffett. Who else is out there from an uh, institutional jo downtown investor Josh Brown? stand? No, but I mean, like, <laughs> there's no one. Troy with, Reinhardt? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who takes the, who takes up the mantle. Yeah, us, man. Come on. Yeah. Okay, we got an email from a William. Uh, and William says, with with stocks and bonds down... Should I use my retirement assets such as my simplified set by array, Roth or annuity to pay down my credit card debt? My stocks are down 15 to 20 percent and my annuity is the only investment in the positive. I just turned 59. My debt is about two hundred and forty thousand dollars. Credit card debt of two hundred and forty thousand? Doesn't say. Just says debt. Well, with interest. Oh yeah, credit card with, debt. With interest rates Jeez, so high and how does that? That can't be a thing. Credit card debt. Of, is that a thing? I don't think so. I mean, credit revolvers though are some somewhere between twenty four and thirty percent APR now. So. But wait, can you ha literally have two hundred forty thousand in credit card debt? I mean, conceivably, right? Like, or in personal Oof. loans or whatever else. Sorry, William. I just didn't know that. That was. I mean, that you know. It, Especially if you own some version of a fixed annuity and it's non-qualified and you don't have a lot of, uh, you know, deferred tax liability in there, it may make sense. Or, you know, I would argue that it makes absolute sense to use, you know, that fixed investment, the the bond side and your bond exposure, your fixed annuity exposure to uh, pay down revolving debt, especially in that amount. I mean, you need to you need to pay that whittle that away. Yeah, this is a tough one. So, I mean, you're you, obviously you're not going to have to pay a penalty. It looks like you're old enough to take money out of retirement plans without having to pay a penalty. But uh, remember, you have to pay taxes on your SEP money, uh, not on your Roth, but any traditional retirement assets, you're going to have to pay t ordinary income tax on that. So, you know, that's a steep penalty, essentially, from a tax perspective to get at that money. But like Josh said, if you have that annuity, that's probably your best place to start. Obviously, you have to change your behavior somehow. Like, got you in this debt situation to begin with. But, um, you know, just remember, any time you take money out of a traditional retirement plan, it's going to be taxed at ordinary income. Uh, Greg in Redmond says, I sold our rental for $325,000. I would like to invest that money. My wife wants to pay off our mortgage. Who is right? Well, uh, I think... Happy wife, happy life, Greg. Yeah, we no. <laughs> we always we always acknowledge, especially this, you know, impulse amongst savers to want to not have a mortgage obligation. And uh, depending on your broader financial circumstances, for some people, you know, that's the best option because they have you know a total aversion to debt. But uh, what's ultimately going to end up being uh, more than likely the best investment decision over time, uh, of course, is going to be deploying that money, especially after, uh, you know, the scale of the correction that we've seen. Yeah. I mean, when you think about, you know, most likely your mortgage rate is somewhere, hopefully, even if it's an older 15 year mortgage, 
uh, or you've been paying on it for 15 years, hopefully you refinanced it and you, you know, you're paying somewhere in the neighborhood of 3%, which is where most people are right now uh, on their mortgage. So the, the, the calculation that Josh is talking about is, uh, Greg, and, and you have to ask your wife this, do you think you can do better over time than 3% in investments? Uh, and the answer, like Josh says, and that we think is, is, is absolutely you can. I mean, if you just buy short-term treasuries right now, you can do better than that. So uh, the other thing that the, in the way that I think about this math um, is, you know, if you, if you keep paying on your mortgage, but you invest this money, you always have the sort of trump card to be able to say, oh, I changed my mind. I just want to you know, pay it off, but it'll be less. So you know, as soon as you put that money in the house to pay off your mortgage, it's tied up, right? It's, you lose liquidity on it. You lose the ability to use it as a retirement asset. Uh, but if you keep it, let's say, in a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds, there's a really good chance you're going to beat the return. Uh, or the the interest that you're paying in your mortgage, but remember you're going to keep paying on your mortgage, and, and over time that number will eventually go to zero. So you'll get your mortgage paid off, which is what your wife wants. But this three hundred twenty-five thousand, if you can get a seven point two percent return over the next decade, will be six hundred fifty thousand. So you have the six hundred fifty thousand plus the house paid off. You can't tell me that's not a better financial position than if you pay your mortgage off and then your your house appreciates by, let's say, 4% a year, uh, but the money's stuck in your house. And so it's very hard to extract that. So that's the math that we do. Um, seems to make sense to us. All right. Christopher S. Let's say where he is. Uh, he says, what's a 401k? What's a Roth 401k and how do they work? Uh, Roth 401k is just uh, the same. You know, it's... Uh, employer-sponsored plan that uh, just like your traditional 401k uh, is you know available via your employer it has the same contribution limits and uh, apply but uh, the point of Roth 401k is this there's sort of this back door so if you wouldn't be eligible to make a Roth contribution uh, based on your income you know that's somewhere around 200k now I think for 2023 for a married couple you're excluded from making Roth contributions uh, outside to a regular Roth IRA that Roth 401k option if your employer offers it uh, is a way for you to make Roth contributions uh, without being eligible based on income outside of it and so you know they're becoming increasingly popular among sponsors uh, you know, the other thing that's really new for 2023 in Roth 401ks is employer matches are now able to go in on the Roth side uh, post-tax. And so that's a, something that hasn't been available. I actually haven't seen it implemented yet. It's only April and it was just part of the omnibus spending bill last December. But uh, Roth 401k option, very advantageous, uh, something that we would definitely recommend you taking advantage of if it's available to you, and especially if you have a higher income and you're precluded from making contributions to a Roth outside of the plan. Just remember that money's going in after tax. So a traditional 401k, money goes in pre-tax. Uh, Roth IRA money goes in after tax, but it grows tax deferred, and then when it comes out, it's tax free. So, uh, if you, in most companies now that have a 401k, have added the Roth option, uh, which is like Josh said, a great one. Obviously, a lot of people make too much money to be able to contribute to a Roth IRA, so this is their their backdoor way, as Josh said, to get in there. All right. Uh, if you would like to sign up for our e-newsletter, we do a video in the middle and end of every month. We did one on Friday. It was brilliant. You'll have to see it, though. Uh, so get added to our e-newsletter list. Call or send us an email. North, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Say, add me to your e-newsletter list. When we come back, we're going to talk about why you should consider opening a taxable investment account. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Built our business on integrity. 
Visit any coastal store in the Pacific Northwest for the best selection of products for your ranch and home. From fashion to fencing to feed. With name brands you know and trust, you'll find the biggest selection of jeans and boots in the Northwest. And one of the biggest sections of Carhartt and Wrangler anywhere. Plus shop sporting goods, animal health, lawn and garden, and much, much more. Coastal, since 1963, we're just what the country needs. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. Visit CoastalFarm.com for locations, ads, and offers. High Desert Chamber Music invites you to the season finale of their 15th season, brought to you by Mission Building. The final event of the HDCM Concert Series is brought to you by Hayden Holmes and takes place Friday, May 5th at 7.30 p.m. at the Tower Theater in downtown Bend. Making his first solo appearance in Oregon is associate principal cellist of the Los Angeles Philharmonic, Ben Hong, joined by pianist Ning An. this exciting season finale. Details and tickets at HighDesertChamberMusic.com. Title sponsors include Mission Building, Miller Lumber, German Master Tech, Pine Tavern Restaurant, Hayden Homes, Cascade A&E, Central Oregon Daily News, and this station. High Desert Chamber Music. This is your last chance to come hear the music. Hi, it's Mike talking with Highline Homes customers Abdullah and Ashley. Abdullah, which floor plan did you and Ashley choose? We chose the model 2345. We really wanted a, a wraparound porch. It's kind of everything we dreamed of. This is what I would probably write down or plan out without realizing it. I love this house. For floor plans, virtual tours, and more, go to HighlineHomes.com. H-I-L-I-N-E Homes.com. Oregon CCB 181069. Highline Homes. On your lot, on time, Bill Wright. When you get nachos, tacos, empanadas, spicy queso with jalapenos, Pepto-Bismol's there. Pepto-Bismol provides fast, effective relief from nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, and diarrhea. All the things that can happen unexpectedly on vacation. So before you travel, pack the Pepto. Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show. Honest, transparent analysis brought to you every week by Tyler Simonis and Josh Finelli. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. If you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio, your asset allocation, uh, what, your estate plan, whatever's on your mind, uh, you can set up one of those meetings. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable dollars, call our office to get one of those scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988, or you can go to our website, which has our number and our email. That's northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, this is a another Buffett quote. Today, people who hold cash equivalents feel comfortable. They shouldn't. They have opted for a terrible long-term asset, one that will, one that virtually pays nothing and is certain to depreciate in value. And so what he means by that is, a lot of you feel very comfortable. Josh and I get emails, oh, I can get 5% in this CD or I can. So you feel very comfortable with uh, putting money in this, what you perceive to be a safe asset uh, when you're not factoring in real returns, which is what matters because real returns is what you can spend in real dollars, meaning after inflation. So your real return right now on these safe assets is zero. Uh, and so your productive assets over time are still going to be stocks. The Financial Times did a great job highlighting this new academic research that came out last week talking about the golden age of fixed income being 1981 (laughs) to 2022. There's only that 40-year period in the last 150 years 
that bonds had equity-like returns. Oh, it's and the best returns that bonds have ever over had. Over the last 150 years, the average bond investor outside of that 40-year window did six-tenths of a percent annualized real. And so, you know, barely, barely one, not even 1%, half of 1% annualized uh, outside of the golden age of fixed income. And, of course, that was the relentless March lower in rates, which reached a 5,000-year low in 2022. <laughs> Tim, you weren't even alive, alive 5,000 years ago. Uh, so one of the things that uh, can tell you uh, about the long-term future of stock returns is where the market trades from a multiple standpoint. So, you know, there's lots of different measures of how cheap or expensive the market is, price to book, price to sales, price to earnings, whatever how, whatever multiple you want to look at. Uh, but, you know, you can, you can say, okay, well, let's look at the price to earnings multiple on the S&P 500 uh, at different periods, and then you can see uh, – when the market trades at a certain valuation from a price to earnings standpoint, what the future expected returns are. And so, you know, when you look at uh, future expected returns for the next 10 years. And so if you look at where the current price to earnings multiple on the S&P, 16.5%, um, that would mean over the next decade, historically, we should get something in the neighborhood of a 9% return for the S&P. If the stock market gets to 12 times earnings, usually the future returns are 16%. If the stock market gets to 20 times earnings, future returns are 1% over a decade. So we're now sort of in a sweet spot where the expected future returns are quite a bit better than they were, say, a year and a half ago when the expected returns were not very good for a 10-year period. And so that's the thing you need to think about, 10-year periods. Uh, not one-year periods, uh, and then when the stock stock market trades where it does, and you know, of course, the market could change multiples if if we have an earnings recession, a significant earnings recession. I mean, when you look at stocks, uh, earnings declined substantially in 2008, 2009. So stocks from a price to earnings multiple, uh, I guess, looked expensive, but you know, they declined so much. Uh, that they were in reality cheap. And so, um, you know, then they, the next 10 years after 2009 for stock returns were gangbusters. And so we, we look today at a 16 times market, uh, expected returns are pretty decent. They're not as good as if the stock market was trading at 14 times or 12 times, uh, but, um, you know, they are much better than they were a year and a half ago. Okay. One of the things that Josh and I, uh, believe wholeheartedly in, and, and it's where I contribute the most of my savings on a monthly basis, uh, is a taxable investment account. And so, you know, most people, our industry is focused on retirement accounts, you know, all the different sorts of retirement accounts and, and 401ks and those kind of things. Um, and the reality is the richest people in the world, yeah, they might have some of those, but the money in those accounts dwarf where their real money is because, you know, there's contribution limits in every single retirement plan that exists. There's a contribution limit on how much you can contribute to it on an annual basis. But in a place where there are no contribution limits and is in a taxable investment account. So, you know, all of you out there that if you have money at a bank, uh, historically, when you got paid interest, you had to pay taxes on that money, right? It was a taxable account that you might have held jointly with your spouse or you held individually, but it was a taxable account. Well, guess what? You can have the same kind of account in an investment and buy the same stocks and bonds or ETFs or mutual funds or whatever you would like to buy in your investment portfolio, but it's not in a retirement account. So not all, all the same rules that exist in an IRA and 401k and all that where you have to wait till you're 15 and a half and all that stuff. None of that is, is applicable to this. The one thing that you have to know is that you have to pay taxes along the way, but the money is fully liquid and you can use it for any purpose. So, you know, just like you can buy real estate as an investment or all these different things as an investment, you're doing the same thing here, uh, but you have a lot more liquidity. And so it's funny to us when we talk to prospective clients or people out there, it's like we, we explain, you know, they're saying like, I max out all my retirement. What do I do with this money I've left? Cause they're just putting in the bank. It's like, well, you just invested exactly the same way you would the rest of your retirement assets. Because, uh, believe me, when you get to retirement, you're going to love that you have this after tax account. Uh, and so, you know, the, if I look at all of our clients and I look at the, especially the ones that are retired and if I said to you, well, let's compare a client with a $2 million IRA to a client with a $2 million taxable account. The person with a $2 million taxable account is much happier in accessing that money than the person in the IRA. Why is that? Well, 
every penny that comes out of that traditional IRA is taxes, ordinary income. So if you think about it this way, you know, 30 plus percent of that money is going to go away in taxes. The person with the after-tax account or the taxable investment account, um, they can sell things in a certain way that such that their uh, their tax liability is going to be minimal, and they're paying capital gains rates, which are much lower than ordinary income rates, and they're just paying the capital gain rate on the gain, not the whole distribution. So, you know, when we when we are raising money for our clients that have taxable investment accounts, uh, we can get them that money in a much much more tax efficient way than if that money was in a traditional IRA. So, you know, our industry, the financial services industry, the the tax accounting, the, the, those professionals, they are very focused on getting you to save money in retirement accounts. Like that's what they spend so much of their time on. Um, and not enough time is spent having people save money in a taxable well, investment account. But doing this for as long as we have, we realize people that have taxable investment accounts, when they get to retirement, they are so much better off in access. Well, and money. so many of our clients actually save in a taxable account. It's just that it's usually in a bank account and they don't, they neglect to actually invest it. And that's, that's above and beyond the 12 months in emergency funds that they actually have. And so be comfortable with adding a little bit of an, a little bit of exposure to markets within those additional cash reserves that you're creating. Uh, the opportunity cost over time uh, is really, really dramatic. Yeah, let the market do the heavy lifting for you in terms of you know building that, helping you build that up. Uh, don't just put in CDs. You have the same liquidity as you have in a CD. It's just as liquid, and you can asset, access it just as easily. But uh, you know the returns are going to be better over time. All right, if you'd like to be part of the program, you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or go to our website if you want to send us an email, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to sound like a bit like a broken record for you people that listen regularly, but we're going to make the continued case for small cap stocks, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 